Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. All right. Hello, hello. I am here today with the Haas lady, which I am going to let her tell you all about that. Miss Becky herself, go ahead and tell us. I want to hear a little bit about you, your passion, and for sure what the Haas lady means because I cannot imagine any woman wanting to be called the Haas lady but you own that stuff so tell me all about it heck yeah so yes I am Becky the Haas lady um basically Haas lady obviously is a play on boss lady but home organization simplification specialist so H-O-S-S and if you were to go into the Urban Dictionary and search Haas woman, it says something to the effect of a small Southern woman who is a beast at everything she does. And I thought, well, come on. So, <laughs> so all the stars aligned and I just became the Haas lady. And this is what I do. I help people get their homes organized and um, I love what I do. So we're in a business group together. And so I've got to see like some of the, the budding growth of your business. And I was trying to figure out like, how is she doing this? And so I've got to have fun watching. I start, I started to tell you a little bit about that a minute ago, but I've got to have some fun seeing like how out of the box a business can be. And so as I was, as I've read and seen some of the things that you've posted, it's been so much fun because I thought, how, how are you making like, you know, like your, your little enticing freebies and your ideas and how, how it's evolved and grown just for you and your business. I, I don't think my brain was thinking in any of those directions. And so it's, it's been valuable to me to see how you're growing it and figuring it out because there's just so many possibilities. And so it's been fun. Are you having fun with your business? I am. And thank you for such the amazing compliments. Yeah, I I have to say when it was about mid-March and I had been doing this since August, like, well, I have, you know, I've been doing the Haas lady stuff for a long time, but getting paid for it was back in August of last year. So almost a year. And um, so I got to the point where I was like, I could probably make more money doing this, you know, than my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but loving what you do is so important and having fun. Like you said, I am having fun because I get to go into people's homes and I get to help them make the, a, a very amazing version of themselves and their environment and just see the look after the transformation is over and just see the look on their faces and just like, you know, they're inspired, they're relieved, they're excited. There's so many different emotions that they run through that, um, that is the best like reward gift. Anything is just being able to help people do that. So, yeah. I love that you use that word transformation because that one has been, so like I said, since we're in, we're in the same business group, we have been told that transformation word again and again and again, and to focus on it. And so like, I personally have felt like I help my clients lose weight. I help people. I really get to motivate and support them. And I love that part of it. But when I stand back and think about the transformation that they are, are having, and regardless of what the scale says, like it's a transformation, that journey. So hearing that you're using the same word, it's, <laughs> it's so fun to get to see like how, how we are really changing lives. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It okay, is fun. I have this client. I, I told you I had I had a specific mm-hmm. person in mind when I when I asked you to do this with me today. So she is one of my favorite clients and she has this room in her house, the spare bedroom. I'm using air quotes if you're listening to this on podcast, the spare bedroom where it's really the collect-all. It's, uh, what all did I tell you? I think it's her office. I believe it's probably got a spare bed in it somewhere. Um, It has her sewing area. She keeps all the files for her church in there and all the things that her left the house, but not take your stuff with you, that (laughs) stuff that the kids have left behind. Mm -hmm. And so as we've coached with her weight loss, this room is almost like the thorn in her side. And I really am thinking, and so I want to hear your opinions on this because what I am thinking is that it is in some ways holding her back from believing she's capable of things even in her weight loss and things in other areas of her life. And so when we go to talk about this room, she'll tell me that it overwhelms her and that she says she's lazy. And I know her very well. And she is the least lazy person I know. And yet she feels lazy because she just cannot get this one room under control. So she shuts the door. Um, I mean, like she doubts herself in so many areas and it's one room. Like I want to go over and just clean it for her. So, but that's not going to be her transformation. And so, oh yeah. So tell me what you're thinking as I'm telling you this story, because I'm sure you're relating it to other people you've listened to. Oh, absolutely. It, I will say it can be overwhelming because it is easier to just shut the door. And when you get something in your house, then you're just kind of like, well, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to toss it in that catch-all room. And before you know it, it's, you know, floor to ceiling, wall to wall, piles and piles and stacks and stacks of stuff. And so you lose, you lose focus on what that room was actually intended to be. Obviously, we didn't buy this house to have an extra room just to throw our junk in. Mm -hmm. That's not what we sought out to have this house for. So she's got this spare room and she's got her sewing stuff in it. And she's got some of her, you know, church papers in there and everything. And the thing that, that I heard, but that she's also holding on to things that her children left behind. And I want to say to her that it's okay to be a little bit selfish right now. Because she has been, you know, the mom of these kids and they've left these things behind. Well, let's take them to them. Let's take that stuff to them now. It's not going to do her any good just storing those things away. And it's not like she's going in and looking at them daily and, you know, reminiscing and all kinds of things. They're probably in a box underneath a whole bunch of other stuff. So that part, I just kind of wanted to let, you know, the overall view. More personal and more mentally, I really preach the three rules. And those are one, we don't judge. It doesn't matter how the, the room got in the state it is. It doesn't matter who did it. It doesn't matter whose stuff it is. It's done. So we're not going to judge it. We're not going to judge ourselves. We're not lazy. We just dealt with something the best way we knew how in that moment. So that's rule number one. So we don't judge. Rule number two is we don't cheat. And cheating can be cheating yourself out of the life that you really, really deserve. It could also be like what she's using this room for is the rest of her house may be immaculate. But in order to make her room her house immaculate she's using this spare room to throw the junk so that the junk is not in her immaculate home so that's in a way cheating and we're not going to cheat anymore we want to make sure that every room in the house has a purpose it has a function and that function can't be just to hold all the junk (laughs) so that's that's rule number two is that we don't cheat and rule number three is that we don't quit 
and it's going to be a process just like in weight loss. We do not drink cucumber water for, you know, three weeks, lose 40 pounds and think that we're never going to gain weight again, because obviously we're going to eat something different in order to maintain that 40 pound weight loss. We'd have to only drink cucumber water for the rest of our life. So it's a process and it's something that we have to do slowly, intentionally. And if we put in just a little bit of time every day, a little bit of effort every day, then we're building that muscle of committing and doing something a little bit every day. So even during the process of decluttering this room and, re and transforming it back into the spare room or into her sewing room or into her office or whatever she wants to call this room, it's going to take a while to get it that way. And it's not going to be overnight because we don't want to rush anything. That's, there's no shortcuts because the only shortcut that really exists is doing it right the first time. So. When I think of this for her, it's one of those, well, it's going to be a whole lot of different things in this room. It's probably not just, you know, like in the kitchen, we just have kitchen stuff. If this is a catch-all room, it's going to have all kinds of things, various different types of things. So the process that I teach is, you know, I have the three steps where we clear and then we commit and then we reset. And so if she were to follow these rules and do a little bit every day, do a little area every day, eventually I would say within a, within a month, that room will be completely reset. So she just needs to, to like give herself a little grace and not worry that it got this way and be a little selfish because she deserves to have her sewing room and to be intentional, to get in there and do it without, without judging how it got this way, without people pleasing, keeping, you know, holding on to things that aren't even hers anymore, because, you know, who else is going to do it? Well, she needs to give those things back to the kids or whoever. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where I was thinking. So, mm -hmm. so when I'm picturing her in like all of her objections as she walks into this room, because I've I've heard them for a while now. So I told her that I was meeting with you today and she was like, this is all about me, isn't it? I was like, it was a lot about you. Yes. And so I can picture her walking into this room. And at this point, maybe she's like, she's thought about the purpose of the room, like what she wants the room to eventually be able to be used for. I'm guessing that's where maybe she starts. Right. And then she's going to probably be super overwhelmed and not know what to do first mm -hmm. or what to even like take out or do you take everything out? Do you like, like, how do you eat, how do you eat the elephant? You know, like I know it's one <laughs> bite at a time, but like, where do you start? Well, I mean, there's, there's two methods that you could really do. And when I go in to do in-person, you know, in-person sessions, Obviously, I can't be there 30 mm -hmm. minutes a day for 30 days. That's right. not going to happen. So my process is I have these bins. I don't know. You can see behind me. They're like 13 by 13 collapsible. You get them in Amazon. I have tons of these. And I will bring them into a client's home. And, if, and I have done a spare room like you're talking about, and it was floor to ceiling, wall to wall, everything in it. And they, you know, they got married, they wanted to have all these things and they were combining households and it just kind of overwhelmed them. And at this point, you know, we're just gonna throw everything in there. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. So what we did is I put out some boxes and I just picked up the first thing that I saw. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is a pair of socks. So let's make a pile. Let's make a box over here for just clothes. And then I go back in and there's another box and it's like a keyboard, you know, something she ordered on Amazon and it was a keyboard that she hadn't been able to use yet. So I was like, okay, let's make a box or a pile or a section of the house for only electronic stuff. So we would put that over there. 
-hmm. And then we'd go in, there'd be a book. Okay, so let's find a spot for books. Let's find a spot for health and beauty aids, makeup, you name it. This, I mean, I'm not joking. This room had everything in it. So by keeping things sorted and categorized, we're able to clear out the room and we have a huge mess a huge mess in our living room. It's spilling over into the kitchen. It's spilling into the hallway, but we have everything in boxes in these little bins. They're sorted and categorized so that we can see, holy cow, I have 7,000 pairs of socks or I have you know, 10 kinds of makeup that I've not even used before or they're just sitting, You know, I ordered them and forgot I had them. Um, all the blankets that you own you're going to have everything together in categories so you're mm -hmm. going to see the amount of stuff that you own at this point the room is going to be cleared out and you can say okay so this is my guest room I don't want to put my socks back in there those are my socks and I don't want to put my makeup back in there and I don't want to put yada 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 in there so I want this room to only be for my guests so I'm going to make the bed, I'll put the blankets in there, the pillows, the whatevers, the knickknacks, make it cute and pretty, mm -hmm. close the door. And then you're left with all this other stuff that you've pulled out of there, right? So you get to decide if you're going to keep any of this stuff or if you're going to get rid of it. The problem is more than likely you have a lot of duplicates, probably even triple, quadruple, you know, a whole lot of the same things. So you have to decide what you're actually going to keep mm -hmm. and what you need to donate and what you're going to store. And usually storing items is more like holiday things, you know, seasonal things, that kind of thing. But I, when we ended up with this, with the client that I had at their spare room, we ended up having these boxes, probably those big totes, you know what I mean? And she had one that was just full of makeup and one that was just full of like beauty stuff. And I told her, okay, I'm going to put these right here in your bedroom. You're not allowed to open these for two months unless you absolutely have to have something that's in it. After two months, if you've not had to open it to get anything out of it, everything in here goes. Mm -hmm. It so not open it in two months and then make a choice then like, right. Mm. Yeah. Cause she's like, Oh, I forgot. I had that. Oh, I forgot. I had that. And we're putting it in this box and she's, you know, I'm thinking she's not going to get rid of any of this stuff because mm. she's thinking she's going to use it one day, but she's not used it since the day she ordered it and received it off of Amazon. So in my mind, she just thinks she needs it. She thinks she wants it, mm -hmm. but she forgot she even had it. So obviously she doesn't need it or want it that bad. Yes, I, she has, this lady has three kids. So I could picture like a bin for each child, a bin mm -hmm. for the church, a bin for, you know, maybe her sewing and like yeah. all those like practical bins. And then I'm even seeing like a bin of like possible throwaway. Cause I think she'd have a problem just throwing stuff away right away. So like possible throw away so that maybe she can look at it one more time to decide to throw it away. And then yeah. I love that whatever she's unsure of, just stick it in a bin. And if it's it, two months later, mm -hmm. I mean, hers wouldn't be makeup, but like anything else <laughs> is like, you know, and, and then right. if you're even your kid's stuff, if that box of like each of your child's things is sitting in the living room, you're going to be on them so much more to be like, that has to be decided. So like, yeah. you know, if your daughter or your son or somebody is like, I'm not sure I can totally see if I had to look at that bin of their things every day, I'm going to probably put some more effort into them getting over and deciding if they're keeping it. And if not, like I'm throwing it away by Saturday. So you make yeah. a decision. So yeah, her son is getting married and he'll be, he lives in another state. So he'll be home before long. So I could see that being a, Hey, it's time to make some decisions. Well, here's the thing about that. You tell her to bring over the new bride and say, hey, these are all the cute things that he has collected throughout the years, all his papers and stuff from school and whatever and pictures and, you know, oh my gosh, these are his baby shoes. She's going to go mad over them and want to take them home. Oh, the, 
the son isn't going to care. He's or gonna she's like, eh. going to be like, I don't want any of this stuff. And that'll help <laughs> declare it fast too. One or the other, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so as I, and this wasn't on my list of questions, but it came up as you were talking, cause you were talking about clothes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a weight loss coach. Yeah. And that one is sometimes the clothes, a little bit of a difficult spot for people. So, and, and I deal some with this, but I would love to get your perspective on it because as people lose weight in their head, they're in this in-between, they're not comfortable where they're at yet. Cause they're just not, they've just not had that experience for that long. And so they're used to having, dare I say the fat girl clothes and the skinny clothes and the someday clothes. And so they have all these ideas yeah. and you and I both have some of the same mentors and they definitely have drilled into our brain that we are not leaving that stuff out there so that it makes us feel um, like we have the opportunity to go back and gain weight again, or that it makes us feel that we're not good enough in our skin right now. Like we deserve great clothes at every size, no matter what along the way. So what, what have you experienced with maybe some of that weight loss and I don't know what to do with my clothes kind of fluctuations? I, for me personally, I lost 70 pounds and I went from the big girl clothes to the little clothes and then I gained 40 of it back. So (laughs) I went from this, like, get rid of everything that I can from the big girl stuff. Everything needs to go because I'm never gaining this weight back. That was my mentality. I'm never gaining this weight back. So I lose the weight. I'm buying the cute, you know, smaller clothes and everything like that. Eventually my clothes are starting to get tighter and my mom passed away. I don't know if you know, you know, my story, but my mother passed away in 21. And so I do know um, because my mom passed away in 21 too. Oh, Kara, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it was, it was a completely, and I, I've talked with, you know, Corinne Crabtree and I've talked to her about it. It's like you, she taught me how to do the things in life, you know, to get past the divorce and get past the problem with the kids and get past my job and whatever. So I was losing the weight by dealing with things that, you know, had always been my excuses. You know, I can't lose weight because I'm getting divorced and I'm unhappy, depressed, yada, yada, yada. Well, when mom passed away, it was like, that was a whole different level of, grief and depression and everything. So the weight, I went back to that mentality of, you know, I don't know how to cope. So I'm going to just eat my way through it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress. So I had all these clothes and to me, I wanted to believe that I was going to lose the weight again. However, having them in my drawers And also having clothes that fit now in my drawers, everything was extremely tight and extremely like I was constantly shifting the small clothes out of the way in order to get the clothes that fit. Mm -hmm. So I finally just got rid of them. I, I just got rid of them because whether or not I lose the weight again, won't matter. What I want to make sure is that the clothes that I have on hand in my closet, in my drawers fit me today. And they make me feel good today. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I did in the past. It doesn't matter how I'm going to get there in the future. In the future, yeah, if I lose the weight again, that's going to be amazing. Because you know why? Because I get to go shopping again. I get to experience that going for the single digit sizes. And that thrill is worth it again. Why would I want to pull out a bag of clothes from three years ago? when I was, you know, at a smaller size. No, I want to start. I want to have that experience again. So to me, when you have clothes in your closet, they either need to fit today or they need to be fit. Like, even if you're growing into it or growing out of it, it needs to be something that you can put on today. Feel confident with it. Leave the house not have to adjust yourself or whatever all the time. Those are the clothes that you want to keep. Everything else can go. 
So that is not what I thought you were. I thought you were going to give me these fabulous tips on how to store my, my clothes <laughs> or any of my things. And I love that answer so much better. I had a hard time. You know what the one bras, the bras were the one that was the hardest for me because those suckers are expensive, first of they all. Are. And I was deflating so fast. And so I kept, I think I went through four significant size changes in like six months. Mm -hmm. And so I would just buy a couple and then I would see if I could make the others like work, you know, they'd be as tight as they could and you wash them after one use and all that kind of thing. But um, I remember it must've been a holiday because all I've lost over 60 pounds myself. And um, I, um, it, like I said, it must've been a holiday because I had all of my uh, nieces over and my, my son's now it's his fiance, poor girl. It was his girlfriend at the time. And all the girls are in my bedroom because I had, I just needed another girl's opinion to tell me like, I think this looks stylish, but I don't know. There's something about it. And so some of it was my brain wasn't quite ready to be in that, you know? And mm -hmm. then, so I am like down to the underpants. I tried every single thing on that I own and I put it in yes, no, maybe piles. And so I put a big mirror in my bedroom. I have girls all over my bedroom watching me in my underwear. If that's not like an <laughs> affirmation of body positivity right there, you know? You get okay. over it real fast, including at the time, my son's girlfriend, poor girl, you know, here's <laughs> your future mother-in-law in all her glory. And so um, if it was a yes or a no, that one was fast, right? Mm -hmm. you get, like those ones, you know, uh, it just, yes, for sure. Or no, for sure. And then mm -hmm. the maybes are what's really hard. And so what I did was, and I'm sure I heard this somewhere, how to do this. I don't know who I heard it from, but like, yes, no, maybe. And then I put the yeses instantly back in the closet in the drawers and then I just looked at them I looked at them for a few minutes and then I got the maybe pile and the maybes were real fast yes or no's because if I was already looking at what my yeses were and something was like I still kind of like that but I have five things that are similar in my closet mm -hmm. it was it was an easier no if it was that like oh I really don't have a nice white button up this one's my, not my favorite, but like mental note, that's the first thing I'm replacing. I want a good whatever. And so I might put it in there knowing like it's going to be swapped out reasonably mm -hmm. soon, you know? And so mm -hmm. my, I, oh gosh, I should have taken pictures of the pile. You would have, I would have gotten major kudos from you, Becky girl. Cause like <laughs> I, I did, I got rid of huge piles and I thought, and I'm not waiting around for a garage sale. I'm not waiting around to try to sell things. It just went I, and it was like a purge awesome. and I did it. It felt almost like a spiritual moment. And then, like you said, when I went into my closet the next time and I truly knew everything in there was something I liked and that it fit me well, it was really nice. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when you were saying like, you have all these white blouses let's just, when you're pulling things out, I like the yes, no, and maybe. Um, I also want people to pull things out of their closet without making any decisions first yeah. and categorizing things out like all my sweaters. So I'm my a little OCD and I did not tell you that my entire closet is super organized. So yeah. that part wasn't hard whenever I took okay, the good. whole part out like yeah. all the pants were together all the short sleeve tanks were together all the long sleeve button-ups were together the sweaters are together and that's just how my closet is already yeah so then yes you you missed the first part or that was you've already established that first step so yeah by sh going in and doing the yes no maybe at that point was perfect so awesome yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was it was good and I feel like I've heard this other little tidbit that you turn your hangers around. And if you haven't worn it mm -hmm. by the end of the year, anything, the hangers still turned around the wrong way. Like you, I, I should explain that. I'm sure you know what I mean. You turn all your hangers around and then you give yourself a year and anything that you haven't worn and turned it back the right way at the end of the year, all the wrong sided hangers, you just take out. It's like your two month box. If you haven't yes. used it in two months, you know, if you, 
and your clothes. I did that one time and there was still some like dress, dress stuff. And I just hadn't had a dress up moment. And I was like, I'm, it's my own rules. I'm deciding I'm keeping this even though, but like it made the decision really easy with a lot of the other stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. That so was like, you had some pretty, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I got a picture from a client and it was, she was talking about her daughter's bedroom and she had like clothes all over the floor, piles of clothes. And she had like seven things still hanging up in the closet. Mm. And I said, well, step number one, all those things that are hanging in the closet go first. She hasn't worn them, touched them or looked at them because they're still hanging up. Mm. <laughs> we know she's wearing things on the floor, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, my, my mother-in-law has taken over all the closets in her house um, that the kids used to have bedrooms, you know, and every once in a while, I'll try to encourage her. And she's like, well, some, like she has memories tied to outfits, even though they're probably not something she'll ever wear again. She tells herself like, oh, if I get to that size again, I'm going to wear it. And it has a really strong memory to it. So mm -hmm. she wants to keep it just in case, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like that idea that I deserve, I deserve the clothes at any size. And I especially love that, like, even when I love that you get use that example, thank you for sharing it so much that you had a regain and you still got rid of the smaller clothes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like you used it against yourself or any of that. It was like, I I'm worthy right now of great fitting clothes that I like comfortable yeah. that I enjoy. I look good in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, Oh, I, when you were talking about the bedroom and stuff. So when our son was little, I used to think I was a bad parent for this. And now I just realized I was organized before my time. And so <laughs> I, uh, I, I, before Christmas or his birthday, I would tell him like, Hey buddy, we're get, he's 23 now. So this is me talking to him when he was a little guy, you know, that you are going to be getting plenty of gifts. And so we need to make room for the new gifts. And so he would get excited to go through his room, anticipating, knowing he's going to be getting some new gifts. And so he would get rid of anything broken, like right there, you know, any McDonald's Happy Meal toy was a quick, let's get rid of those kind of <laughs> things, you know. And then after that, if you know, as a mom, you can kind of gauge like how much is still in the room if we need to make some more space kind of stuff. So then I would tell him sometimes like an arbitrary number, like, I think we need to probably pick 10 things or seven things or whatever number I came up with that we probably need to find things that maybe you don't play with as much, like stuff that you still kind of like, but maybe it's not your favorite anymore so that we can make room for the good stuff that's coming. And mm -hmm. he did not ever have a problem with it. That's awesome. And that's rare because kids get very attached to their toys. And I feel like a big thing is that when you have so many toys, which so many kids nowadays do, that they, they don't appreciate the ones that they have. So they're playing with some things and one gets like tossed under the bed and it's, you know, been missing for however long and then you move the bed or you're cleaning up you find the toy and all of a sudden they want to play with that toy again and it's fine to have a whole lot of toys and what I teach for the like the young parents or the parents of young children is to like separate the toys into like four groups and you can have it doesn't matter you can have a you know cars and baby dolls and dress up clothes and books and whatever and you put it all into one bin and then you've got the same for the second bin and third and fourth and you only play with one bin at a time so like the other three get put up in storage and then in about two to three months you're going to box all those toys up and bring down another box from storage and they have like new toys all of a sudden and they're playing with those toys again so it's kind of a recycle thing that you do with your toys in order to get the kids to play with, you know, everything that they own. But at the same time, you can tell once you've kind of thinned out the herd that you can to see what toys they're not even touching. Mm -hmm. And without any drama, because your, your son, I have to say, 
is very rare. My children were always like, no, don't throw it away. Well, if I sent him in there on his own, it would be all the drama, but I would go in (laughs) and I would be like, is that broken? Where's that other broken toy? And he'd find all the broken toys and we would get rid of them first. So they were easy and And, you know, well, let's, let's pass McDonald's toys on to somebody else for little prizes. Sometimes we take them to the dentist office and put them in their toy box. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. I had a background in dentistry a long time ago. And then um, the other tip I had for like any young moms or somebody hearing, like I only allowed toy playing upstairs. And when our Mm -hmm. son was little, um, I had one of those wicker um, laundry baskets. And it couldn't be heaping. So it's only going to be just in the bottom. And I didn't want Legos downstairs, that kind of stuff. And he could have enough toys for the, like just a small amount in that wicker basket. Because then if anybody was coming over, it's quick to throw them in the basket. Mm -hmm. So my house is picked up quick. He had to decide which ones he wanted downstairs, you know, Um, that kind of thing. And so it was nice. And then like, it's super fast cleanup. So anytime yeah. we clean up, it's easy because they just go back in. I love the bins idea. I did that with him. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure that I, I could have been an organization queen. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go do it for people. <laughs> I just like it at my house. So, I understand. Yes, so, okay. I want to ask you about this because we've kind of started to talk a little bit about it. So we started with that transformation idea and then we went straight into like tips and tricks, which I love. I love, love. Tell me when you've worked with people, whether you did the work or cause you do both. I, I, I looked y'all up. So you do the one-on-ones with people. You do some guided work where you kind of coach people to do their own thing. Um, and then we'll, t- we'll talk more about your newsletter at the end, but So like when you're talking to people and you're doing those transformations, they're getting it. What happens when um, they've cleaned the room, they've let go of things, they have space to breathe? I'm on the call. Okay. My daughter just walked in. She didn't, she didn't know. No, you're good. I love that it was you and not me because we started this call (laughs) where I said, my husband's home. Let me make sure he knows I'm on a call. It happens. You're all good. So what what is the transformation? Like people, people have gotten rid of stuff. They've made decisions, whether you did it, they did it, whatever happens. Tell me about that kind of that emotional transformation that happens with them, not just their house being cleaned or organized, but like emotionally what's going on. I think the biggest emotional change is that once, once the house or the space or whatever they're working on is completely reset. It's it looks nice. All the clutter is gone. It's almost like a a look of relief and peace and calm. But also sometimes they can get a little like, you know, nervous that it's going to get messy again. You know, that that can be an issue. So the transformation is all about doing tiny things all the time and teaching yourself to do tiny things all the time. You can purge an entire room and have it looking amazing, but you've not taught yourself how to go in and reset this room every time you've used it or reset a space after every time you use it. So in six months, you're going to turn around and things are going to be piled back up again, and you're going to have the clutter creeping back in. So the transformation really comes from, you have to decide that this is a lifestyle change. This is not a one and done. Me as a home organizer, I am constantly like going through things and constantly, you know, purging and moving and carrying on. And, you know, I do this for a living. So people who just don't or never have done this kind of thing for their own self, it's all about just doing little bitty bits at a time. If you want to go in and do like a major purge and get rid of everything, that's fine. But you're going to have to commit to actually going in and resetting that room every time you're done using it. 
and that's for any space in the house. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's kind of, <laughs> it's that change that you said the relief and then maybe even a little bit of panic until you realize that it's, it's the lifestyle, the, the right. new, the new change that you've got. Yeah. It's just about, and I can, I can go back to my mom. This is like a origin story, but my mother was very cluttery. She never threw anything away. And when I would, as an adult, go back to visit her, you know, there would just be piles of stuff everywhere. And so just out of habit, I would just go through and just kind of clean up her house and do whatever. And then I could see this look on her face, the relief, like, okay, good. I can like watch television and not have, you know, the piles of mail and the piles of this laundry and everything everywhere. And it is, it's a, it's a calming relief because at some point you made a decision to put something down and then you thought, okay, I'm going to put it away later, but you never come back to it. Mm -hmm. And then that pile turns into three things and that pile turns into 12 things. And then you look back at it and you're like, holy cow, how did I get this bad? Like, how did this situation get so crazy? When what we want to do is have everything in the house so well established that every single space in your house has a function, that there's never a doubt as to where anything goes. So that when the decision comes or the moment comes where like you were talking about with the toys, it takes like 10 seconds to gather the toys and put them in the basket because that basket was the space to hold the toys. Mm -hmm. And that's true for every single space in your house needs to have a function so that when you walk in and you have a pen, you're like, why is this pen sitting here? I know that all my pens are exactly in this one spot I'm going to go take it right to that spot mm -hmm. so it takes that overwhelm and that decision fatigue out of it so that you aren't piling things up you're just making a unconscious decision and that moment to put the thing back where it goes mm -hmm. and it's just it's just a, a muscle that you just have to build over time and it takes it takes a while but it's so worth it. All I can think about is like whenever I have either painted a room and redone a room or I've like cleaned up and purged a room or I got, so I told you we're going to be kindred spirits here. I get new organizers and I get so excited to just look at them and with all the things in them. And so um, I can I can relate that when it happens, how much lighter and freer you feel. And like, there's so much joy that comes with mm -hmm. really getting to just like, enjoy the space. Yes. I, I, I did some stuff in the kitchen and oh, I was so excited. I got new flooring and I painted, I redid some decoration, but I organized the pantry so that I knew where everything, and, and my family liked to make fun because, well, here you go. Last night, my husband went to cook. He opens the refrigerator. He says, we do not have any, I think it was soy sauce. And I'm like, it's on the left door on the bottom left. And, and I can tell him right where it is because it has its place. It has its home. Yes. Like, you know, even if we don't have things put up right now, I know where it's going to go home to. I'm yes. usually the one who cleans the garage because I like everything to have a place. And yes. so, yeah, but like you just, and then you want to be in the space you want, like I wanted to cook. I wanted to be in the space even more. Mm -hmm. I, I updated some um, like bathroom towel. Like this one's a bathroom towel thing. I got rid of like all the old makeup that I was never going to wear or, you know, use. And then I cleaned up the linen closet. I put new little like dispensers on the counter. And then I just wanted to be in there taking a bubble bath. Like, I was like, can we just spend some more time in the bathroom? And like, that doesn't sound like a request anyone wants to make, but I was excited <laughs> to just spend more time in my bathroom. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I love this. It's a whole new level that? of self-care. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was talking over you. It's no, you're good. A it's a, I think level. the microphone thing, we're not hearing each other as well. Yeah. Self-care. Yeah. 
it's a way to love yourself that that self-care that self-love and your future self if you do it today like you know like you're saying I'm just gonna put this down I'll put it away later that's not gonna happen take care of your future self by just putting it away today right now at this moment don't wait well with planning I like I said with weight loss like we make a plan and it's us trying to be like more loving and protective of our future self. So when it gets hard to make that decision in the moment of what we're going to have, when you've already made that decision, you've already made a place for all of your belongings. You're Mm -hmm. making that, that meal plan ahead of time. It's, it's just ways to have your own back. Yeah. And through my weight, I don't know if you did this, but through my weight loss process, like sometimes I would sometimes like talk to my past self and my future self as different people. And I'd be like, girl, I got you. Don't you worry. We're (laughs) going to have something, you know, we're going, we're going on vacation, but you're going to have fun. And I'm going to make sure you have great food to eat. You're not going to be left out because you're wanting to lose weight. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes I'd be like, well, that didn't go how we thought, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so I could, I could talk back and forth to my, to myself. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I loved it because when I was doing the weight loss thing, I would journal every day and I would journal as if I was myself today, right now. And then I would reply as my future self. Mm. So I would go back and read what I had written and I would say, okay, so I, you know, this is all what you're saying. Totally normal. Yes. You're going to think like that. But how about we also think like this? And how about we also do this instead? And then I would sign it, love your life coach. So that you were your was, own life coach. I was coaching myself through yeah. the nonsense that was constantly running through my head. And yeah, so I was kind of doing the same thing. Like I was loving my past self, my present self and my future self all in once, but anyway, sorry. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right now I'm still, so I'm still wanting to lose a little bit more weight and I, I am not at the beginning anymore. I know how to lose weight, you know, and I'm also not exactly in the middle either. I'm really closer to that future self than I've ever been. And my brain has some like, but you're not her, but like, I'm also not who I used to be either as far as habits go and, you know, the thinking and, you know, the, how I used to behave. And so now it's just the consistency part. And I know I'm a weight loss coach talking about how I'm still learning consistency, but the thing is, I, I am now starting to wrap my brain around how, um, how, how I'm, I'm, I've already understood what behaviors I want to be. And now I'm just doing them routinely. So one thing that popped into my head is that inconsistency does not mean failure Mm -hmm. because you may not be consistent, but you are for sure capable. Mm -hmm. And we're not always consistent with ourselves because the circumstances around us may prevent us from being our best version of ourselves in that moment, but you are capable. And I want like anyone who's trying your, your client who looks in that bedroom and she just can't, she can't, Mm -hmm. she's capable 100%. There's not one thing in that bedroom that she cannot pick up and identify. Once she can pick up something, identify it, categorize it, and do that over and over and over again until there's nothing left in that room, then she's going to have this blank canvas to create the space that she wants. Make it her sewing room, make it her guest bedroom, make it whatever she wants it to be. And so there's, that's the thing is like, you look at the the huge mess and you think, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to shut the door. I can't even Mm -hmm. when really it's, she's 100% capable of picking up everything in there Mm -hmm. and looking at it, deciding what it is. Mm -hmm. That's not difficult. What's difficult is thinking, you know, oh my gosh, there's so much, right. There's so much of it, but once you have it categorized and you know where it's supposed to go, 
and create those categories, the rest kind of just falls into place. So, mm -hmm. okay. This has been so much fun. We've been a little all over the place and I love it because that's kind of how my brain works anyway. But <laughs> you have a really special treat for anyone listening that, that tell them about your newsletter. I'm so excited. So every month we do a challenge and usually we'll pick a, a room or a, a space in the house to reset. And like in the month of June, which is almost over, we did a 30 day challenge where you know, I walked you through the process of every day doing like a 10, 15 minute task in order to completely reset a bedroom or a room of your choice. Um, and so to sign up for the newsletter, you can just, you know, go to my website, which is uh, the slash get started. Um, and that gets you on the newsletter and every month we'll have a new challenge and July is going to be a little different than what we've done before. Um, we're actually going to do the no buy July. So you don't get to buy anything that's not consumable because, or that you don't need. So like, you know, you don't need decorations. You don't need new clothes. You don't need yada, yada, yada. But anyway, that's the no buy July, um, campaign. And that's for, um, just going to start in the next few days. But when you do sign up for the newsletter, you also get as a, as a freebie, a little, little gift. It's a PDF that you can download, save it to your phone. And it's a step-by-step -step guide to resetting any room in the house. So mm -hmm. you have it right there in front of you, what to do first, second, and third, the, through the whole process. So, you know, I love that you call it a reset the room, not a clean the room. I think yes. when I hear clean the room, I hear that I'm not clean already. And then that puts so many judgments on me that yeah. I am not clean already. And so the reset the room, it's just, it's just change. It's not, anything. Oh, yeah. it's no judgment. It's not about me being clean or dirty or capable or incapable. It's just resetting. It's like the good, bad foods. There's no good and bad foods. Right. What we're going to do is reset a space when you're done with it, reset so that you can go back the next time and it's completely ready for you. And that's for everything in your house so yes oh okay okay so you guys heard it the hosslady.com and then to get that free newsletter do that forward slash get started it'll be in the show notes for sure and this has been so so much fun absolutely Kara thank you so much for doing this thank you all right everybody I will see you next week that wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingkara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode, and remember to keep striving for greatness.